<laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, great. So welcome everyone to uh, a special episode of Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameBuster.com. Uh, today we are going to be doing uh, a spoiler cast. We haven't done one in a bit um, just because of, um, I guess, reasons. I don't, know. I don't play video games, um, so that's why it kind of gets in that's, the way. I wasn't going to say it like out loud, <laughs> but like, yeah. The only video game Re has played in the last year is Mass Effect three times and then Dragon Age Origins <laughs> again. I actually feel so seen, but so accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, anyway, uh, what I uh, what I want to do is just kind of... This is going to be probably a little bit shorter episode because we're on a, a tight schedule. But um, yeah, we just are going to kind of talk about the game and uh, our thoughts on it. And of course... I think as the title should indicate, um, this is, like, completely, like, full spoilers. So, like, if you have not played the game, don't listen to this, obviously. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, or if you or if you are going to do it, then just, like, be cool about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, could you just be cool about it? Anyway, so, yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves. So, I am Nirav, and I'm going to be your host, as always, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Ree. Howdy. Uh, we have two, uh, I think, two new guests. Yeah, today uh, we haven't had before. So uh, we have DJ from, I guess, Discord. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Nice to meet you all. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my name is DJ, and I am from Colorado, actually. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. You can give us some insight into the to Colorado ness of this game. Yes. There's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Adam. Uh, I guess also who lives in my Discord. Yeah. I'm a another Discord person. Um. Yeah, I'm Adam, and I'm from just outside Glasgow. Oh. Glasgow, excellent. Uh, hey, say, say Edinburgh. <laughs> no, this is so bad. Edinburgh. Hey, all right. <laughs> just because so, you're um, gonna call it like Edinburgh or something, aren't you, Nerev? Edinburgh. Wait, okay, I wouldn't no, was I mean, kind of like that. Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I mean, Ed. People, that's what people say here because they don't know what the pronunciation yeah, is. We, um, when do we get uh, Glasgow as well? Yeah, people. Well, I mean, like it's sim- it's closer. People say Glasgow or Glasgow. I think people actually say Glasgow here, which is oh, definitely like, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like because yeah, because like like Moscow. Yeah, because um, like that's how that's how it's spelled. You guys got to spell it right. <laughs> um, also, read. Don't, don't, what, what were we talking about earlier with like the the like the Shire? places that you guys have oh yeah like, <laughs> i think i kept like, saying words like was it gloucestershire um and stuff like that and then you just like got yeah, mad but, and started like, calling it fuckfordshire or something yeah okay i was mad about jane austen um <laughs> i'm 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 not like always mad about jane austen but it is most of the time it is um, a semi-regular occurrence yeah um okay so uh let's let's go ahead and jump into it so um if uh I'm actually really interested in um, uh, the fact that we got some we got some different like um, pe- people from some different parts of the the world here. I'm curious about uh, first like um, so actually first let's let's talk about this. So did all of y'all play all the other Life is Strange games? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. I I just played the first one and now this one. Okay. And. Uh, Adam? Oh, yeah, yeah, I played them all, um, and tell me why, but I didn't play, um, was it Twin Mother? They ca- Twin Mother. Yeah, Mirror. they came out, like, a month after Tell Me Why, and I yeah, think, it, not good timing. I think it also came out the same weeks, the, the same week as, like, the PS5 and stuff like that, 
and it's like yeah, I think it did actually came out the same day as like the PS5, yeah. but was not like on there. Um, I genuinely but... found out that this game existed like when uh, True Colors came out, so it obviously was not very like, well advertised. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I I have sort of built an infamous uh, reputation. Um, my if you look on Open Critic. My, uh, of the like 75 reviews of twin mirror mine is the highest one in the world <laughs> wow <laughs> um now i think i probably rated it a little too high i think i gave it like an 8.5 i think it's probably more like a an 8 i think would be still better pretty good um so it, i thought it was good i thought it was i thought it genuinely was like the don't nod's best game since the first life is strange um but every but like most people gave it like threes and fours. Jesus Christ! Um, wow, really? It, yeah, it has like it, there's like it's like five percent recommended, and I think that five percent is me. <laughs> You're holding it up. I mean, at this point, they just shouldn't count you. Really, it's just such it was just such an outlier. Really shouldn't know. So interestingly, I think before before True, True Colors, like so so Twin Mirror actually also takes place in a um, a sleepy mountain town in Colorado. Um, and is basically like a similar i mean the idea is not similar but like the the vibe is very similar they definitely tried to go for the same atmosphere and i thought they did a pretty good job with that game and then like i played this one and i kind of retroactively realized that that one was like shit <laughs> um i actually had like a similar experience with true colors not that i think the first one's shit now in retrospect but i think in my opinion, anyway, True Colors did what the first Life is Strange was wanting to do a little bit better. I mean, they kind of go for different themes, but I'm right. I I I, I, I also don't. Sorry, go I ahead. think they do mental health a lot better in True Colors than they do in the first. Yeah. One. Um, I also don't know how hot of a take this was. This is anymore because I thought I was doing a hot take like a week ago, but I do think True Colors is like the best game in the series yeah easily like it's not even i don't have to think about it really yeah um but i i wanted that to be really hot but then i saw a lot of people agreeing with me and got <laughs> sad um yeah, i personally love uh, the second one but i know that's like a controversial opinion i think that is the hot take the two is the best one <laughs> that's a good hot take yeah i i didn't i didn't hate the second one for sure i think it's like a good solid seven i think it's good um i just like I don't know. I think one of the main things that that's, that two suffered from is that they were on the road the whole time, and so like the cast of characters kept changing constantly, and like you couldn't really like connect to anybody besides uh, Sean and Daniel, and Daniel sucks. And then like, so it was like kind of hard because it was like I don't know. I didn't get to do the. I think the thing I liked the, so much about the first game is that like I got to pretend to be like a freshman in college again for a little while, and like live the like the drama and the horror of it at the same time you know and that was like kind of fun and then like the second one was like the police are trying to catch you like run <laughs> yeah i i totally agree with you there that i said something pretty similar recently when trying to distill my thoughts on like why didn't i like to nearly as much and i i think you're right it comes down to the characters and the fact that you know, it really is just two characters. You need those two characters to be incredibly strong if they're going to carry a five-episode story, and they simply don't. Yeah, and I know that people who play... And I, I played it after the whole thing came out. I was actually, like, waiting um, because I knew they were going to, like... I heard they were, like, taking longer, and then, like... I, I know that the the game took, like, a year and a half to come out. Oh, God, completely. really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, it was a huge mess. Like, they, they had a bunch of development issues, and, like, the first... I think between the first chapter and second chapter, it was, like, a two-month time, and then, like, it just got longer and longer to the point that, like, the fourth... Between the fourth and fifth episode, it was, like, five months. Oh yeah, my Lord. they even had a situation where, with uh, the console versions, the physical copies of Life is Strange 2, one through four are on the disc, and then the five is just, like, a code. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, anyway, like I don't know. It's it's interesting because like after that, like you know, Don't Nod decided they were gonna like not work with Square Enix anymore. Um, which is um, and then they went on and they made as I said, like you know we talked about um, Tell Me Why and Twin Mirror, both of which were like mediocrely received. I think. Um, I do hope that they put out some other banger. I think that genuinely i think their best shot at putting out a banger is to just like make vampire 2 and like make it good instead <laughs> you know what i mean uh, i liked vampire i of. did too i think it's good i think it's good it's not like i don't i don't know like i think the, the combat being really shitty kind of held it back and i think the rpg stuff is not done super well um but like the dialogue stuff and the character webs and everything is like so clever and fascinating like um and the people the characters are really good like just like the actual like fighting stuff i actually had way more fun with it after i like modded it a little bit and just made myself invincible yeah do you know <laughs> like the combat actually became a lot more fun on the playstation version if you plug in a keyboard you can push y i think and you level up every time you push y and they left it That's they left incredible. it and i don't know if they meant to leave it in or not i don't know if you remember when um dead island first came out if you pushed v on pc uh, you would no clip and that was in like like day one wow. <laughs> phenomenal stuff <laughs> that's just game development <laughs> so let's uh let, let's get into true colors so um i personally think that i okay so i i i really liked max as a protagonist i think that there are some I, i've seen some people be a little contentious about her as a character i liked her a lot i related to her quite easily um i think that i actually related to alex a good bit better and maybe it's just because she was like I think a little more fleshed out, actually. Um, I I don't know. I she I, I really so one thing that I like really uh, tried to like I guess stress to people about this game is that like I I love it. I love that the game makes pretty much zero attempts to like make Alex endearing to you as a character, whereas like with like Max, it was like oh look at this like quirky girl. We love her. Like, yes, yes. Um, I was actually. I had that thought last night when I was completing it that Max is like such a blank slate because they want as many people as possible to relate to her. Um, not like a complete blank slate, of course, but you know, she's a lot more passive. Uh, she hasn't got like baggage with her, whereas yeah. Alex has so much baggage. And that it means you're either going to really relate to her or you're really not. And I, I think I put out a tweet when I was on the first episode and I went through her text. Because you can go through her text from like the last four years. And I found myself relating to her so hard. Like, it, it's so vivid. Um, they put so much work into, like, building up her, her backstory. The things that she's gone through. And... You know, if if you can relate to it, like even a little bit, it like hits you like a ton of bricks. Just how much work they've put into crafting this oh, character. Oh yeah, it's so devastating. Those, those texts, like at the beginning, were like such a good move, and it like sets like because I I did sit there right when I got off and I read through all of them, and like it, it sets like the tone for the story and for this character like so well, like right off the bat, and like 
my first reaction to this was like, hey, Al- Alex seems like a person who needs a little bit of work done. Like, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> like, the thing is, like... I, but I didn't dislike her. I was like, I don't know if this person would be, like, a healthy person to be friends with, as she is right now. But I think that's okay, and I guess that's why she's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Um, um, I don't know, what do y'all think? Yeah, I thought Alex... Um, I think probably what made it a little easier than previous games is that you know, she is uh, not a fully developed adult, but she, you know, she's finding her place societally, you know, emotionally, relationally. She's at a point where, you know, that probably a lot of us can relate to as we've grown up with the series. You know, we're mm-hmm. dealing with a character who isn't, you know, oh, my God, I'm in school. You know, I've, I've just gone through puberty and now I have this massive, uh, you know, sword Very of Damocles <laughs> above me for whatever you know trauma is going on. Now, Alex is like. Also, the fresh start aspect. I think that's that's what really struck me about this game was, you know, all the other games, either our character or in the case of two, Daniel, um, you know, we're with them as they they're encountering their powers for the first time. Whereas this time they're already there and we don't even know really how or when she got them, just that they've been there. And, and yeah, we're here like, with, uh, as she, you know, kind of has a fresh start. Right. And, like, all the previous games have really been, like, a coming-of-age story, which is, like, cool and everything, but, like, I, I do think it's kind of, like, we did that already. And and maybe that is another reason that people didn't connect with 2 as strongly, because, like, they did sort of do another coming-of-age story again, but, like, to some to a lot of people less effectively. Um, but, like, th- this being, like, this is basically, like, a story largely about, like, overcoming grief, which is, I think, something that no matter how old you are or whatever, like, you have had to do at some point, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it's also, like, Alex is someone who has already been through, like, loads of stories in her life. This isn't the start of her story. This is, it's kind of the end of it in a way. And I think, the pe- like, those of us that played The First Life is Strange when we were in high school, when we were in college, like, now we're at an age where we're probably emotionally more like, um, yeah, more like Alex than we are Max now. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We've been through so much since the last Life is Strange came out, especially with COVID. You know, so we all—I think we needed oh. sort of like this, like very cathartic <laughs> story, especially at the you know the whole theme again, like not just of grief, but also sort of like uh, well, I read it as like yeah, you know, the little people getting stomped on by Typhon. Um, that's some—that's probably something a lot of us have become aware to in the world since the first Life is Strange. So it—it it, it felt like it was made for people. Sort of like us who have right. grown up a lot since. Um, oh, can I can I talk about my conspiracy theory? Oh, let's hear it. With this oh, game, um, so if you'll notice that the story actually ends in August 2019, and that's sort of a weird time for it to end, right? Because it's pretty close to now, but it's not now. I think that they did that so that the story would not have to deal with the ramifications <laughs> of COVID. I think that they pushed the di- <laughs> literally just changed the dates near the end of development to make it so it happened before that yeah because there's no reason why it has to be set in the past i I was struck by that when i realized this was all taking place in 2019 i was like why is it why can't this just be a 2021 story there's nothing that makes it yeah i think it was i think it was supposed to be i think they just literally changed the dates like on everything because i I was playing it with my girlfriend and we kept making jokes like oh why they're not wearing masks and stuff like that but it's like if if it actually was in 2021 (laughs) imagine what a game that would make just every character's like 
you know, we, we who's the anti-masker in Haven Springs? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, that's another thing, yeah. They would be... And it's, by the way, by the way, it's Ducky. <laughs> oh no, don't. I love Ducky, but he 100% would be. He would not be getting a vaccine. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, I, I think that, like, this this is almost a side note, but, like, I've, I've been thinking a lot about how, like, it seems that, like, I think we are going to sort of, I think this is sort of the state of things going forward. Like, obviously, we're going to have to keep getting, like, vaccines every year as things change. And, like, probably just kind of keep wearing masks when we can and where we can for the, like, indefinite future. And, like, there is going to have to be a point where movies and video games and TV shows, like, accept that that is what things are and stories that take place in this time, like have people all wearing masks all the time do you know what i mean yeah i don't mind i don't mind the masks but i hate like um in like november december last year when like comedy started using like covid jokes it's like come on we don't need this yeah the only the only the only show that did that well was superstore oh and um like when adverts started using covid that was i think the worst that was when we reached this apocalyptic point (laughs) the In, like, May or June, when, like, everyone had, like, finally accepted that it was, like, here and everything, like, I just remember this fucking swarm of emails of from, like, oh, no. E-Trade stocks <laughs> and, like, Chipotle, like, we're committed to protecting you from COVID. <laughs> just literally, like, dozens of these emails yeah. every day. Like, God, I, was, I hated it also, so much. Also, just, like, every email having to open with, I hope you're staying safe in these uncertain in times. these difficult <laughs> times. Jesus. Yeah, I, I think we are going to have that with games soon enough. You know, we've already had, you know, quarantine or COVID-centric TV show seasons and movies and whatnot. Given the longer development timeline of games, I think we are going to get some. Hopefully they're handled a little bit better than the other entertainment, but I don't know that I'm looking forward to them. It's a hard one Um, because, like, lockdown gives you so many emotions to work with, but then, like, physically, how do you tell those stories? Because we spent lockdown, yeah, feeling like a lot of emotions, but also being stuck inside all day. So it's kind of hard to have a video game centered around that. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 um, anyway, but, like, to get, to get back on the topic of the story. So, um, another thing I do want to talk about is, when the game sort of started and like Alex sort of was like revealing to to us the audience like what her powers are I had basically the exact same thought at first that like she did which like this is like more of a curse than a superpower <laughs> yeah it's kind of awful when you stop to think about it she can oh she straight it's not just emotions like she started just reads people's minds who wants that right and like I think that she she has, like, some modicum of control over it. She's not, like, always reading people's minds, but, like, there is a point, like, she's shown, like, if people feel strongly enough, she, like, can't help it sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, And, like, man, that sucks. Like, I, and at first I was thinking, like, how the fuck am I going to use this superpower to, like, do anything good? Because <laughs> this sucks. Um, I don't know. What did, what did, uh, what did you guys think? Yeah. The- like, at the beginning. Um. Yeah, there because there were some awkward moments where um, this like later on, but it's like when you choose between Steph and Ryan, and then you can read his mind if you so if you don't pick him, and then he's like, "Oh, she didn't pick me." And it's like, "Oh, like, did did we need to know that?" Been there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because especially before the game came out, like, I think a lot of people were kind of making fun of that, like, "Oh, the power is like feelings." Um, so it's kind yeah. of like, like, how are they actually going to use this in a in the game, like, because obviously in the first game, there'll be bits where you find out information and then you go back and then you can tell that person 
that information. And they, yeah. they do that in this game too, at some bits. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the like the the really clever thing about the first life is strange that I usually use it to to sell people on it is that like because you have that like time rewinding time powers like every time you make a decision every decision feels like the wrong one and it will force you to go back in time and try other things and all of them will feel like they're the wrong decision all the time <laughs> yeah and and there's no and there's no way to like make it better <laughs> I think they really did a good job of making every option feel shit in this game as well um, yeah absolutely I think one of the big ones for me was and this like when i realized oh this is gonna be a really good game um was uh, it's when you're dealing with charlotte i think is that her mm. name? charlotte in episode three is this like in her studio yes you mean and yeah that oh man that was I, fucking rough in was, there yeah was, i realized that this game knows what it's doing because i was i thought she was just gonna be like this really like kind of stereotypical like grieving partner but then she actually straight up says that she's angry at her son and she's angry at you. And she's like, it's not logical for, for her to be, but she is. And like that, that whole scene was just done so bloody well. I was like, um, and then you have that choice of like taking away her anger or leaving her with it. And both options just sound terrible. Um, but yeah, what I, option do you guys do in the end, actually? Because I, I, le- I left her with the anger in the end. Uh, I ended up taking the anger from her. Um I, I didn't really want to, but you know, it doesn't really allow her to resolve this situation on her own. But I, I, I was worried by there was some messaging in that scene that made me think that she may harm herself. Yeah, yeah, that's if, why I felt if, awful if you don't resolve it. it. So I did ultimately take it because I didn't want that to be the end of that character potentially. I had the same thought. Like, uh, it, it did, it did make me a little bit worried about that potential, and so I did like very reluctant like i literally i think i like paused the game and just like went to like get a drink because i had to like think about it (laughs) um but like yeah i I did ultimately choose to do that and like i don't know i i feel like that might have been the wrong decision in retrospect because of like her how she reacted afterwards and like the uh, okay so this is interesting i i mean reed did so when when you talked to the sheriff guy at the department did you end up like taking his fear away i actually didn't because like i but that was one that was really that was okay. the decision i thought about the most um because i thought no that's probably not the right thing to do um i, I feel like we should i thought that maybe there'd be a way to resolve his fear in another way um but ultimately it's because then you find out that steph and ryan are in trouble um and that sort of swayed it for me i was like i love these two i don't want anything to happen to them and like so i remember like getting into that scene and he gives you this form to sign and he's like please sign it you'll be safe and i remember thinking at the beginning of that scene there is nothing this guy can say to convince me to sign it and i walked away signing it so yeah <laughs> i think this, this game really does sweet talker it, it does a very good job of um yeah giving you two awful decisions <laughs> Right. So maybe you didn't experience this then what happens when you take away the the emotions but like after after I took away like Charlotte's anger and then like basically she she like uh basi- basically talked about the fact later that like she couldn't feel anymore. Oh wow. Like she basically had lo- like we took away her ability to feel emotions. <laughs> oh dear. Um yeah that yeah. That's why I didn't do that. Like I left her with anger purely because the game didn't explain like what that actually meant. So it, I, it was, I was thinking right. like it's just easier to not. But then with the like when you when you can choose to take the fear away from the sheriff, I did do that because it was like I feel like that was like the only option. I think yeah. it was maybe it, I guess it was like selfish because um, 
Like taking away Charlotte's anger doesn't do anything for you, but taking away his fear is like the easy way out. But I didn't actually, I didn't notice any negative, any negative stuff with him, like in terms of him not being able to feel. So I don't know if that's like because she was angry, it was more powerful or something like that. I think the whole thing with Charlotte was that if you take away the anger, you're sort of speeding up or like interrupting the grieving process yeah. um but then like oh yeah, yeah that's a good call where it, which you shouldn't do because people i think the way the way i thought about it was this sucks but this is something she's gonna have to feel um whereas with mm-hmm. the sheriff his like his fear isn't constructive at all it's be- i mean it is just i guess because he's a bit of a fucking coward you know um yeah sure yeah and like it, it sucked. I definitely think I made the wrong, wrong call leaving him with that fear because he did not help me at all at the end, and that sucked. No, oh, no, he did not help me either. Also, Charlotte, Charlotte did not help me at the end because she's like, Alex, you did something to me, and I can't feel anymore. Something's wrong with you. Oh my and god! And I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I I can't remember exactly. I think it may be either um, during episode four or five. There's a period in which you can go see Charlotte on the docks. Yeah and, yeah, and and given the decision that I made and taking her anger away, uh, she was just miserable talking to her later on in the docks. Yeah, I think I think Ree probably made a good call with that. Like, I do think that the story implication of that is that you are interrupting the the grieving process, and she's not like ever gonna like be able to to like reach the acceptance stage. Yeah, like yeah. I'm need to go back and watch that because I really did feel like they were leaning into the self harm implications with her. That was that was something. And like when I went to see her on the docks, like the implication I got was like, holy shit, she's gonna jump in or something. Uh, that's sort of the freight into this three foot deep <laughs> lake. Oh, yeah, no. like I don't know, she's drowned herself in a fucking puddle or something. Maybe she's reached that level of desperation. Um, but it like the implication was like. You know, you've probably done the right thing here, but also she could be a ticking time bomb, basically. Um, so that was sort of a constant anxiety in my playthrough. I was thinking, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? Um, I definitely, like, I- I'm glad I made that decision in the end. It's one of the few decisions I'm like, yeah, I, ma- I made the right one there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do want to, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this. Uh, actually, let, let's let's do this before I forget. So, DJ, tell, tell us about the... One thing I really want to um, look at is one complaint that people had about Life is Strange 1 and 2 is that uh, Don't Not, of course, is a French studio, and the dialogue felt a little bit jarring at points because <laughs> it was being written for, like, uh, teenagers from the Pacific Northwest by, like, French men in their 30s. <laughs> and it really showed. <laughs> and it did show, and it was, like, fine. And, like, it's okay, Shaka Bra. Like, it's fine. And Hella. Like... <laughs> And I did okay. The hella thing is real. Um, it was real for five minutes. Like, it was already out a day no, by the time it every, came. I I was at. A, oh, it's back. They brought it back. Oh, no, delete. No, not happening. Actually, like legitimately, after that, I did see it like actually come back in a big way, and like a lot of a lot of people like for several years like said hella very like casually um, around me, which was fun. I think it's faded away again by now though. Um, but for the best anyway um yeah uh so yeah i guess the point i want to get to is that um deck nine the studio that made this game is actually based in like the the rural part of colorado um and uh they wanted to do something more close to home so they could kind of nail the feeling of being there and the feeling of how how people talk so 
yeah, being from there, like, give us some insight. How did, how did that go? Sure, yeah. So I, I've actually been to Deck Nine's office um, just okay. a couple times. Oh, wow. But, uh, I, you know, just, like, kind of peering in the doorway, saying hi. Um, but it's a real nice place, but it, you know, it's just a kind of quaint. Can you just like walk over to Nintendo and like peer in the door <laughs> and say hi? Uh, I, I'm going to guess no. Um, but okay. this is a, you know, pretty standard office in, in a normal office building. So, um, but yeah, so their, their offices are pretty close to some mountains, not the kind that you see in true colors, but, um, sure. it, it is certainly, uh, you know, an authentic Colorado experience, uh, for them on a day-to-day basis, but when it came to True Colors, I, I was really impressed, um, especially because I know that they have had to rely a lot on remote work and contractors. And, you know, given that a meaningful portion of this game was developed during COVID, you know, I, I imagine there were a lot of people who um, didn't necessarily get to experience what the setting um, that is shown in the game. I did notice some, some really cool flavor stuff in some of the texts um, that on Alex's phone. Um, from people just conversations that like uh, specifically about driving and ability to drive in the snow for out-of-state transplants like you cannot go a day in public in the winter months here without hearing or having that conversation with someone Um, and it's it's so tired and it's such a dumb conversation but it you cannot avoid it and and it was very authentic of them to include that Uh, the setting itself uh, was, was beautiful and it's realistic like you know, I've been to multiple towns that that really do evoke the same vibes and, and look as breathtaking as Haven Springs. Uh, I've got my own theory on what Haven Springs really is. I think it's a combination of probably many, but specifically two towns in Colorado, one called Idaho Springs and another one called Estes Park. So that's my theory. I actually remember I actually remember seeing um, mentions from and I don't know if it was like from interviews with with deck nine or anything but like i remember before launch them saying someone saying like in an article that like it was based off the the town of estes springs or what it's called estes park, yeah estes, estes park yeah, yeah, and idaho springs i remember yeah. that i just okay they definitely mentioned that somewhere so i think you're probably right on that um yeah i like i think the i think the dialogue flowed a little more freely in this one which i liked a lot and uh also we should give a shout out to the Motion capture for the faces yeah. so does like good. wonders for this game. <laughs> the eyes, the eyes were very, very weirdly good. Um, it's gonna be really like, hard because I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go back to the first one and then do the second one. It's gonna be wait weird. for the remaster. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's gonna be weird <laughs> going back to that one. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I think that was like really cool. Like, and and just like the general production value of the whole affair, like you could tell was like there was a lot more money put into this one. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, which I think is cool. Like, I'm glad that Square because like these games have sold like pretty well. Like, uh, it's still a very niche thing though. Like, I think like they, I think Life is Strange one sold like three point five million copies, something like that. Um, which is like still good, but like for like a, a Square Enix game is like okay, that's that's neat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like cute. <laughs> they definitely have have done bigger stuff than that. Still pretty good though, considering um, like at the time it was just such a different game. I mean, obviously like Telltale games, yeah. I like that. But in terms yeah, of tone, but it was and like, what if we matter? did like Telltale? But it was like good. This time. <laughs> what if we actually made improvements to the formula for the first time in six years, and it turned yeah. out that would people wanted that so 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do I do love some of Telltale's games. I think there's a very different, like, thing to them than Life is Strange, though. Like, of course, they're, like, the same genre of this, like, narrative, narrative like, adventure game. But, like, I... I don't know, like, I feel like, the, and I will go ahead and say, like, this True Colors is definitely better than anything Telltale has produced. Um, maybe, like, in, I love, I love, the, season one of The Walking Dead is, like, a fucking fantastic game. That game is so fucking good. Um, everyone should go play that. But, like, there, I don't know, there, something about this game made me feel like I had, like, more agency than, like, a lot of the other things, um, even though it did come down to a lot of like just uh, decisions, like to like just yeah, like yes or no decisions almost. Like um, I don't know, like and I felt like a lot of them had to like evoked like a lot of thought in me, um, and I had to sit there and be like, should I like do this or not? Like and and that me and like I, I guess I got really invested in in the character and her relationships with other people, like because it was like making me really really consider like. Should I do this or not? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like even even with their best stuff, I feel like Telltale didn't quite hit that. Um, but anyway, that's just me. No, I, I feel that as well. I mean, like, I don't mean this in a bad way because I like Telltale games, but sometimes it can just feel like a ride that you're on and then you occasionally stop to make a choice, and then you can go on a different bit of the ride. Whereas this, it felt like a world you were kind of absorbing, and a story you were absorbing. Um, mainly, like, on the technical point, that is because you had these points of downtime where you could just sort of go around the town and explore at your own leisure. You didn't have to do a lot of stuff. A lot of it was optional. But also just because I think they, it was so vivid, obviously helped by the fact that they knew the location they were making the game in, um, so a lot of the stuff would be familiar to them. But even, like, the characters came across as so vivid. They just felt like actual people, which was really fucking... Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I've never seen it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so what did you guys think of... Who, who were some of your favorite and, I guess, least favorite characters, if there were any? I, lo- I actually can't think of one where I'm like, I didn't really like this. I actually... I could say something nice about the writing of every character, um, yeah okay i was gonna say like there there are definitely characters that like i hate because they're supposed yeah. to be hateable characters but like i don't think any of them were like weakly written in any way yeah. no definitely not yeah um I, we'll have to have the steph and ryan debate in a second yeah yeah i was trying to put it off i did but, think there i mean well okay. hold on, on the go characters on. no no go ahead. uh I, I do think there were some that were maybe a little underutilized that i thought would maybe have a mm-hmm. bigger role or that i i wish we interacted more with specifically riley yeah, I liked. So I think I missed a whole bunch of dialogue with Riley because there was a selection at the end, like where you had to like go talk to her at a specific point, and you could have like convinced her like go to college or not go to college, and choose to like tell her or not tell her about her mother. Yeah, she's at the, the bus and, like, stop um, during the festival. Yeah, the but yeah, the bus stop thing. Like I didn't even see her at a bus yeah, stop. Yeah, because the, the game doesn't <laughs> so, tell you you can leave. You know, like when the festival was going on, there's like stuff going on in the actual town. But the game never like makes you go there, so you could just miss it like easily. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just, I was because you do like a little bit of stuff at the festival, and then you hear that you have to go to the stage, so you have to like make a point to just put that off as long as possible and go and explore the town. Um, and like you get that interaction with Ducky where you can talk to him about his his wife, um, and then yeah, you go all the way to the bus stop. 
And yeah, and there's also like some other NPC interactions along the way. I really love that sequence. They did not do a very good job of signaling to you that's something you could do, but I don't really mind that. I was sort of exploring every nook and cranny in that game anyway, so I I definitely had the like I think subconsciously I was just like, Oh, this is this the festival part. I can't leave yeah, the festival, so I didn't even try. Um yeah, no, I liked Riley a lot. Um, I would have liked to have spent some more time hanging out with her. Um, so yeah, the the like the festival thing with the 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 rose. Did did everyone choose Steph? I assume. Yes. No. I'm looking yeah. at the. I'm no. Look- oh my god. Um, Wait, hold on. On the choices. Um, hold on. Sixty-eight percent of people give it to Steph. <laughs> yeah, sixty-eight percent of people made the right decision. <laughs> uh-huh. I, what did you so i went and what did you do i went with brian yeah um, uh-huh. look it was the beard i'm a sucker for them um i was so like i, I was so torn on it for so long I'm, al- I'm already planning another playthrough where i get with steph instead i don't hate ryan um he's just a bit of a bitch um i'm sure he would love to hear that now that you've decided to be with him <laughs> uh so I, I actually I love Ryan a lot. Um, he didn't side with me at the end, which I'm a bit bitter about. He didn't side me because I made one fucking decision wrong as well. I made all the decisions leading up to the sort of confrontation with his dad completely correct, and then you have the option to either say to him, like when you go to him, say either "Do you support me?" or "I'm sorry." And I said "I'm sorry" because I thought that's a nice thing to say when you just found out your dad is a complete liar and a you know responsible for deaths uh yeah. that was the wrong decision if i had said uh do you support me he would have supported me according to all the guides i've seen um steph is the, the mm. best girl because she will just support you no matter what um yeah i, d- I literally can't imagine how somebody could have played this game in in a way that steph wouldn't support them at the end I actually don't even know if that's possible is it i actually yeah, i don't think it is i think i, I don't think so who will always <laughs> yeah i looked up a guide afterwards because it just felt very strange that ryan didn't support me at the end i mean i know it's dad so i wasn't like too angry about it but yeah this just he's the hardest to get to get to side of you and she's the easiest to get to side of you so. yeah i'm looking on i'm looking at the choices now and she's not listed as like a percentage thing yeah that would make sense so for me the only person who supported me at the end was eleanor everyone else fucked fucked me over oh, really? the everyone bus. else oh yeah everybody they hated me they were so rude oh Um, the only one i didn't get was ryan and the sheriff and that was it i only got steph pike and ducky (laughs) so you did better than me though how did you get ducky apparently he's the hardest one that's that's what re was mentioning where during the festival if you go into oh you have to like go find you go into the bar and he's in there and uh having a rough night because uh, his his longtime uh, deceased wife, uh, you know, they really made an, an event out of the festival every year for for decades. Uh-huh. And you basically go through this dialogue tree with him, you know, where he's explaining his emotions and and how he's feeling and how he feels like he he can't have a good time, um, or that it would almost be disrespectful for her or to to her for him to have a good time without her, uh, and. You, you have, uh, you have a see. series of options of what you can do. I, I didn't think it was um, really that hard of a choice, but basically you can choose to turn on the jukebox and, and uh, Alex will dance with Ducky uh, to like one of him and his wife's favorite songs. And, mm-hmm. and that basically uh, convinces him to side with you. Okay, interesting. 
Um, I do want to like ask because like I mean while while like the ending decision of course is like should you stay in, in Haven Springs or go like and I, I think that's fine like I, I think this is I think it's not really that contentious of a choice like whichever one you picked it's like okay I kind I kind of yeah. get what you're going yeah. for. Um, I think the real like real decision of course is the like do you forgive Jed or not like yeah that that one like really like kind of threw me because like I and I did take a little bit to think on it but like I did go for the I condemn you because my my reasoning being that like this man like was responsible for so many deaths like years and years ago and he had all that time to atone and the fact that he tried to cover it up means that he did not feel regret yes. for it and so I did not forgive he him. He felt no remorse until he was caught he did and not. confronted until publicly. he was cornered. Yes, absolutely not. He did not deserve forgiveness. Yeah. No what no the thing he did in the mind that wasn't like an evil thing. That, that was like a mistake that he made. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I forgive him for making the mistake, but yeah, it's the fact that it's been what like however many years, and he's been like hiding it. And then he tried to also kill yeah, us. Yeah. I think everyone who picked like I forgive you must have forgotten that like an hour ago he threw <laughs> yeah. you into a mine shaft and shot you. Yeah, in the actually, head. I can't believe it's not more like fifty fifty. It's a twenty eight percent of people uh, didn't forgive him. Like, yeah, what? really? Yeah. Wow. So like most so people yeah, forgave, him. forgave him. <laughs> oh my god i i would i was like i could go either way at that point i was mainly playing to the crowd because i wanted everyone to side with me <laughs> what were you streaming this no no i mean like to the town i wanted everyone to side with me so i was like i don't want to like yeah i guess that makes addictive. sense yeah um so i because i thought it was going to play into that i thought you know i need to look like i'm being reasonable here even though i'm covered in blood <laughs> um because you shot me in the head. Yeah, exactly. But like, they didn't know that. So I was like, I want this to come across like I just want the truth to come out. I don't want anyone to... I don't know. I don't want to destroy anyone's conceptions of who he is. I just want the truth to come out. Um, so that's why I did it. I did want to <laughs> destroy their conceptions, though, is the thing. Well, I did, but I didn't want them to think that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, um, I... Like I said, I, I don't blame him so much for the whole mind thing because yeah he made a mistake um but it's the whole yeah but then like owning owning up to the mistake yeah, exactly. and like you know making good on it is not something I that happened kind though of forgive him for going through the motions when it's just when it's typhon you know because i would think okay well he's just made this horrific mistake um he's being told by this big company oh well we can get rid of it and you can have a happy life of your you know your wife and son and I can I can forgive him for that bit, but I can't forgive him for trying to fucking kill me. You know, that's the point where it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's probably the only bit in the equation I'm like, all right, you're just being a dick at this point, you know? Um, yeah. Because it's at that point, it's um, not passive. It's not him just sort of keeping his head down and trying to forget it didn't happen. It's him actually taking an active role. So. Yeah, w- with what he did yeah. to Alex, it, it was very clear that there was no bridge he was not willing to cross to continue to protect himself and, by extension, yeah. Typhon. Yeah. One thing, like it was just something I didn't like about the game, but I'm sure, they, I'm sure that like there's some like explanation. Is it like there's bits where you can basically like read people's minds and get information out of them that they wouldn't want to give? So like you know the the jelly bean person, like you can find out how many there are. Yeah. And which, like obviously, that. she doesn't want to like tell people that. I didn't understand how Jed could like hide all of his emotions the whole game. Like, I I feel like Alex should have been able to tell like something's up. I I think it's because well, she talked about the fact that like she can only 
feel it when people like sort of like feeling strongly. And I, I think the idea was, or in my mind at least, was that like Jed had sort of um, rewritten history in his own head to make himself the hero. And I think they talked about it out loud. Is point. that yeah, you can actually Alex that. kind of addressed him like you you don't even uh, remember yeah, what yeah. you did anymore, do you? Like you you rewrote it in your head so that you were a hero. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that, that was bothering me the whole time because oh, that's. I think I complained the other day that like I had a spoiler and that was the spoiler. The fact that he's the bad guy um, that I got like in. I think I got it when I was in episode two. Um, oh no! Yeah, it's it's because I was working and I want. I forgot what his name was, so I just like searched on the on the wiki. And the fucking introduction to this guy is... And it just said, like, Jed wow. is the villain yeah, of Life is Strange. First, Jesus the Christ. The first sentence in the Life is Strange wiki, bear in mind, is that less than a week after it came out, is Jed is the secondary antagonist in Life is Strange True Colors. <laughs> Great. Thanks. You know? Um, Great. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I digress. My point was that I was playing it at that point thinking, why isn't this motherfucker giving me any hints? Why isn't he giving me anything to work with? Um, yeah. So that did sort of irk me. But then, yeah, the confrontation at the end, like you said, you could, one of the lines you can say is, like, you think you're a hero. You know, you've written yourself as the hero. So I can get that. Doesn't excuse, you know, yeah. you know, throwing me down a mine and <laughs> shooting me. Right, no. Like, I I also, like, I, I definitely had that moment, though, when he, like, when it, like, panned the camera and he had the gun out and I just, like, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, my fucking yeah. God. I was like, going to ask, did you guys suspect him that he would be the bad guy? Because I did not, not, in, not no until way. we were peering over that ledge. Yeah, I can't remember when, oh, but yeah, it's... I was playing it with my other friend, and she and I think it was like episode four. She just went, "Oh yeah, I bet he's the bad guy." I was like, "How? <laughs> how do you know this?" I feel like some people are just like, "Oh, that's a bad guy." Like some people are yeah, really good. I, feel, at I think that, he's because he was being overly nice. You know, he was, he was saying like, "Oh, you don't have to pay then," and you you kept getting those letters through the door of just like random stuff he's done for you, and then. So it's like, sure, the vibes are uh -huh. off, you know, there's something going on. <laughs> the vibes, your babe, your vibes are off. You tried to throw me down a mine shaft. So, you know so speak. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. So I was just saying that I actually had a bit of a moment like that in episode two, just before I saw the spoiler. Um, I thought, oh, well, if we follow Mr. Jefferson logic, he's the bad guy. Um, so when I had that <laughs> oh, confirmed, yeah. I was like, great. Yeah. We're just doing that again, are we? Like... <laughs> Um, I think they did a really good job hiding that he was the villain, though, like, to the best of their abilities. Um, what, sorry, what is funny, and, just uh, aside before I forget, uh, during the LARP, if uh -huh. you go back into the tavern, there's a, um, what was it? There's, like, a thing you can interact with, and Alex will say something like, oh, it's really cool of Jed to pretend to be the villain. And, like, because I already knew he was going to be eventually be revealed to be the villain, I thought, oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> just a uh, okay. Side, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was like, sort of foreshadowing, for sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, cause he was like the good king that turned out to be the villain sort of a yeah. thing. Um, that was really, uh, that's really good. So let's talk about the LARPing bit for a second. Cause we got to wrap up soon. Um, I fucking, I fucking loved that. I loved, did everyone, did everyone notice where the music was from? I noticed like very yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it was Chrono Trigger. That was like fucking, I was like, oh fuck, how'd they get that? And that's like, oh, this is Square Enix. I forgot. Yeah, that, I wonder what that conversation was like. Like, hey, you know, this legendary <laughs> IP that you continue to pretend like it doesn't exist can we use the music <laughs> much like the mineshaft collapse square enix has tried to cover up the release <laughs> of chrono trigger for the last few years um yeah it's it's weird um but like no i really had a good time with that like um especially because it wasn't that long i think if that had gone on like a lot like a, a bit longer i might have started to not enjoy it yeah um 
but like the the bo- the boss battle was really fun and all that, and I, I talked my way out of some of the encounters too with with Ryan wearing like the fish. Yeah, head I only did one or two encounters, like the first one and the last one, just because you, you can get like the the snake dust and the goblin dust, or whatever, and like, all this stuff. Yeah, 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 it was nice that they they rewarded you for yeah like going about exploring quite like a bit. Exploring, yes, yeah. I yeah, like for the sure. now the conversation you have yeah. with Steph, like in character. Like, oh, like, you, like uh-huh. you can flirt with her, but like you're both like playing these. Yeah, people. I yeah. thought that was good. Nah, I had fun with that too. Um, I think that um, in an interesting thing I think about the ending for me was that like, if I had had like more people side with me at that confrontation, I think I would have chosen to stay in, yeah. in Haven Springs. Yeah. But because literally everybody turned on me except Steph, I was like. This town does not deserve me. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That was kind of my reaction. going to influence it. Because I had most people, like, side of me. Um, the, the main one that didn't was Ryan, but even then he apologizes afterwards. Um, so I, I, I definitely... What a big... What a, what a fucking oaf. <laughs> what a himbo, you know? <laughs> Woods, woodsman oaf. Also, like, sorry, I'm I'm mad that I was not able to hook up him with with Diane, the evil <laughs> evil person running Typhon. That was extremely funny. Oh yeah, so like the whole point there is that apparently you're meant to pick the one you want to romance, but I picked Steph because I knew I probably wasn't going to romance her, and I was like, ah, oh, let's get them two together. But that accidentally set me down the Steph romance path, um, so I had to quickly. Well, it's because you're telling that person that you think they're yeah, hotter. So that makes sense. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, Ryan's a himbo king. I forgive him. Uh, I stayed in. <laughs> Didn't you say the same thing about that guy from Mass Effect? What was his name? Oh god. Um, no. The fucking. I don't think the human guy in that that I like romanced to an unhealthy degree is a himbo. To be honest, um, he's got potential. Okay. Potential. Um. Interesting. Dragon Age has a lot of himbos. Uh, that's a good series. Yeah. Uh, So. And 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 also Solus. Oh, don't remind me. Egg. None Uh, with quite as much flannel as Ryan. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the flannel. It's the it's the whole like lumberjack aesthetic, really. Like mountain he is man. Dexter yeah. season eight. <laughs> he is Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my heart. Um. Also, like as like the person who was like the most obsessed with Dexter when it was coming out and watched it week to week for eight fucking years, and then was like. I felt like Showtime sent people to my home to literally hit me in the head with like an eye a cast iron pan at the finale. Um, I the trailer for the reboot actually looks pretty good. Like I'm actually quite interested, and I think it could be I good. Agree. Weirdly, I think it's very very unusual. Yeah, you know, I was a huge Dexter fan as well, but I think it's very unusual for one of these huge networks to basically acknowledge their mistakes. And yeah, and they brought back the original guy who made the good seasons, yes. and was like, "Can you come back and make another Maybe one?" Maybe we'll have the same for Game of Thrones a decade from now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um. Okay, so yeah, let, let's wrap it up. Does anyone have any like final thoughts? Yeah, I, I wanted to say, uh, talking on Jed's mistake and, and the implications that has for the story, um, how do we feel about John Chin being one of those miners? Yeah, that was a. I it was a. I felt like it was a kind of a necessary inclusion at that point because uh, it's like I felt like I actually agree with that. Like I, I don't know that that needed to be there, but I think it's sort of just like made the reality of the i think it was more of a connective tissue so that she could experience all of these things again for us to see in a weird way um yeah. that's 
I've, like, it was almost an excuse for the game to, like, show us who he was and why it connected to the story currently being and told. In that flashback scene, it was so weird, because now I love the, the music in these games, but they're all, like, a very specific genre. And now when she puts the headphones on, and it's Dido. But I thought I thought it was Stan. Like, I thought it was going to be an Eminem song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought yeah. it was Stan, too. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is just going to be way <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, we didn't even mention, I do want to throw out, I gotta run soon, but, like, I, I do want to throw out, like, holy shit, like, the chapter five of, like, finding out, like, her past and everything, I brutal. was like, Alex is, like, that was fucking brutal, like, I am surprised that Alex is as, like, sane as she is, and she's not, like, the most <laughs> sane person, but, like, the fact that she's, like, a functioning member of society after living a life like that is, like, beyond incredible to Same me. Same with like, Gabe. I- yeah, for in real. game, yeah, oh God, in, yeah. yeah. Like I, that's when the tears started coming for me because um, so I I worked in a place not very similar because they weren't orphans, but I worked in the YMCA for about two years, um, so a lot of it was very relatable, and it just sort of drove home like, holy shit, this is what the kids' lives were like, you know? I didn't think I, I kind of knew, but I didn't really appreciate because it's kind of something that in society we kind of like just ignore that this is the reality of how a lot of kids are being raised. Um, but it's yeah. put a very uncomfortable light on it, and it was such an amazing sequence. I'm glad that was in. I, also, I think we need to talk about uh, and acknowledge that yeah, the the YMCA in the UK seems to be a different organization yeah, than how I it is in the US. Specify that, yeah. It's it's just where kids run away from homes stay. It's I think it's very different over here. Right here, it's a place that you go to to exercise, and that's I don't think they do anything else there. No, definitely not that. <laughs> It's just a gym, yeah. Um, cool. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I guess if anyone has anything else to throw yeah. out quickly. And um, the whole game, now you hear about Izzy, like um, Steph's friend and she was in the band. The whole time I was waiting for her to show up. Mm-hmm. And you know the bit when it's like, oh, what band is going to play at the festival? I thought she was going to, sh- I thought yeah. they were going to show up. Um, so I'm hoping that that's in the DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be a DLC yeah. about stuff. So I think because I feel like they were setting there. something up and then it just never came. I don't know. Obviously, it's just backstory, but like. Also, for the wavelengths DLC, I, I've heard it maybe implicated. It will kind of explain what happens to Steph between before the storm and Life is Strange One, perhaps to explain why she's not in Arcadia Bay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, I. I know that this would be very hard to do just because of, like, the ending being so different, but, like, I really would love to see, like, a DLC, like, so that I could see, like, a little bit of, like, Alex and Steph's, like, life on the road. That would be Like, cool. I really, really want to see that. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were going to see, like, Chloe in the crowd at a show. Oh, that would have been pandering to the to the best degree. <laughs> <laughs> like, after all those emotions they made us feel, at least they could, there's a little bit of pandering. <laughs> okay all right well i do have to run so let's let's wrap it up thank you guys for joining us for our our little spoiler cast today um and uh we'll get back to you with a um a good new real episode soon um i think actually i think we're gonna do um uh because i know because deltarune chapter two just dropped i think we might do one on undertale Oh, that'd be good yeah have you played undertale Rhea? of course you have Uh, all right no i have actually (laughs) Have I you really? On YouTube, so I basically played it. Same thing. <laughs> hey, that's good enough. You you did the same thing that seventy five million exactly. other people did. All right. I actually, I only I only played three fourths of the game myself. I watched the rest <laughs> on YouTube. Shh. Um. Okay. So anyway, let's let's close out of here. Um. 
but yeah thank you for joining us um so uh uh adam or or dj um if one of you has like a signature signature sort of catchphrase that you like always <laughs> say like you're saying all the time could you kind of throw that out there to kind of close us out um i'm gonna give it to dj oh boy <laughs> <laughs> peace yeah. no it's not alright bye <laughs>